Hey everyone, Houston traffic. Look, there's no way around it. And today we're not going to magically eliminate traffic on the episode, but we will get you better prepared to handle it and maybe even conquer it. I'm talking how to beat traffic with lead producer Dina Kespa, producer Carleon Jones, and Hey Houston writer Brooke Lewis. It's Thursday, October 12th, 2023. I'm Rahil Ramzanali, and here's what Houston's talking about. Okay, so can we all agree that traffic never goes in your favor when you're running late, right? Like it's just the universe working against you, right, Dina? A thousand percent. It's like every time you get to a light, it just turns red on you. (laughs) It's the worst thing. (laughs) Yeah, it's like the worst luck. (laughs) And the days where you are on time, guess what happens? Traffic is perfect. The Mm -hmm. red lights are never red. They're always green. You're just like, really? Yeah. You couldn't do this when I was running late, right, bro? It's so annoying because I feel like the red lights feel longer when you're late. Like you're just sitting there and you're looking at everybody go through the green light and you're like, come on, it needs to be green. I'm running. It's usually for me like five minutes off or something like that where I'm like, if this light turned green, I'm going to make it on time. But if it doesn't, then I'm just out of luck. Yep. And you blame the red lights, not yourself. You're like, I should have just left five minutes earlier. <laughs> So look, there's no way to avoid traffic in Houston, but we're going to try to give you tips to manage it and maybe try to avoid it like a little bit if possible. So we're just going to have a (laughs) roundtable discussion. We're going to go around and give you our best tips. So Dina, let's start with you. What is your best tip to get us going? So I'll start with one that I know we kind of all agree on, and that's to leave early, like at least 10, 15 minutes before your actual arrival time. I swear to God, that makes such a huge difference. But my biggest tip really is that if you want to speed, stay in the left lane. And I'm talking about like 10 miles or more above the actual speed limit. And if you want to go the speed limit, maybe even a little lower, if you're scared of driving on highways, I would stay on the right side. That's something people don't know that often is that like, regardless of the speed limit, Houstonians speed like crazy. And you just got to get out of that left lane quick if you're not trying to like speed and go with the traffic. I contend that most traffic jams start because of slow drivers in the left lane. Like they just slow it up. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden you're bottlenecking the left. Mm -hmm. You're trying to get to the right. That's not working. It's just a mess. So please, there's no way to avoid this. Like people are going to be on their cell phones. Okay. I've given up Mm. fighting this. People are going to be on their cell phones while they drive. If you're going to be on your cell phone, go to the right lane. Do not stay in the left lane and you're going 20 below (laughs) trying to get a Snapchat Mm -hmm. off. Like, what are we doing here? Literally, nothing makes me more (laughs) mad than somebody driving so slow in the left lane. It's like, that's common sense. If you know that you're driving, like, please, please, just haul. You're supposed to haul butt down this road right now. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I actually avoid the left lane because I get scared in that lane. Like, people are always tailgating you and they're like right on your bumper. And so I'm like, I'm not driving Mm -hmm. fast enough for this lane. Like people are going way faster than normal. So let me just stay in the right lane with the other slow people. (laughs) See, I like that. That's the right thing to do. There's a saying in sports where it's like, play your game, right? If you're not good at shooting the three, stop shooting the three. Go get a layup. And Brooke knows that. She's like, I'm not good at driving fast in the left lane. So I'm going to the right lane. I know my game. I like that, Brooke. Thank you. (laughs) Raheel and Carly, are y'all left laners or right laners? Left, for sure. <laughs> I'm a left laner. What? Y'all are crazy. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm like, Brooke, keep me in the right lane. I don't speed. I don't do that. I'm trying to get where I'm going. I think I drive regular fast, but not Houston fast. 
even though I'm from Houston, there's just like Houston mm-hmm. Fast mm-hmm. is usually like 10 mm-hmm. or 20 miles above the speed limit. And usually I'm driving the speed yes. limit, which is already fast. Like we're already at 60 miles per hour, you guys. Like that's already pretty fast. Like if you're driving 80 on like 610, I-10, I'm actually scared for you. You're probably going to get into that. <laughs> no, actually we won't. You're more alert. If you're not on your phone mm-hmm. and you're actually driving <laughs> and you're paying attention in the left lane, there's less chances because you're focused. Unlike people who are in the right lane who are on their phones or going slow, they're trying to merge into the lanes at the last second. Come on, left laners are where it's at, all right? If it says 65, it means 80. Oh my <laughs> God, dude, that's wild. If there's a thing going around that's like girl math, boy math, that's Houston math. Like that's Houston math right there. <laughs> yep. If it says 70, then that really means 82. Yeah, the speed limit signs are just suggestions. That's what I go off of. Oh, my God. I do not want to drive on the road with y'all. Like, I'm sorry. No. I think I'm not riding with Carly anytime soon. (laughs) You'll definitely (laughs) won't enjoy driving with me. Although, I don't swerve through lanes or anything. I just, once I get in the left lane and it's clear... I'm going I'm going a little bit faster, okay? That's just me. I'm not swerving through lanes. I don't do that. I'm not a reckless driver. I'm just a focused driver. I love when people swerve through lanes and then they end up at the same destination as you. Like they swerved and they end up in the same yeah. light. I'm like, that's what you get. Like we're so we're all in the same place. <laughs> so I'm gonna piggyback off of this one and it's the first one that you mentioned, Dina. I think we all agree about leaving early, but mine is a little different. I call this a two for one. So what I like to do is when I know I have to be in downtown at 7 p.m. for something, I will try to plan a dinner, a meeting, or something else. If I want to go check out a store, I will try to get that done as well. So I try knocking out two things at once if I have to be somewhere during a traffic time. So you leave a lot early. You leave you know, two hours early, get something else done, and now you're a little bit more relaxed. You feel better that, okay, I got this done, now I'm here, and you're not stressing out about fighting traffic 30 minutes before. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Yeah, that's that's actually that's really point. smart. Because you're get you're actually getting errands done and then you're less stressed too. Yep. How about you, Carly? What's your first tip? So for me, it's kind of similar, but I plan mine out the day before. Wherever I'm going, I try to make sure that I look at all the routes because whenever you put something into your GPS, it gives you multiple options. You can go like the one that has a toll road. You can go without the toll road. And so I go in, I see what looks the best for me. And then I add the 15, 10 minute grace period and leave like, you know, within that time period so that I'm prepared. That always pretty much works for me because I'm really like a person that likes to be on time for stuff. So yeah, this is what I do. I like that one. You got to prepare. You got to know your route, start preparing, know the backup routes. That's one of my tips too. I'll just uh, throw that in real quickly is get familiar with the area so you know options B and C, Mm -hmm. right? So cut throughs and all that stuff. So Mm -hmm. spend some time on the map. I I know we're making this sound like you're going on this like crazy road trip, but sometimes it does feel Mm -hmm. like that (laughs) when you have to drive through rush hour traffic. Mm -hmm. So know the backups and really be prepared to cut through some back streets if that is the case, right? If it's just too packed wherever you're going. How about you, Brooke? What's your first one? So I am just so familiar with 610. So I feel like I have the inside behind the scenes look on when you should be on 610 and when you shouldn't be on 610. Because it's one of those places that as much as we don't want to be on 610, you're going to end up there because it's where the gallery is. It's like 
where actually sometimes you can get off to go to Memorial Park, the Arboretum's over there. So you're just, you're going to have to be on it. But my advice, do not be on it in the hours between three and seven. Just, just avoid it. 3 p.m. and 7 p.m. It's peak rush hour. It's peak time when people are getting out of school, getting off work. And it's just a parking lot. Honestly, if you want to actually feel joy and you don't want to be upset or stressed out, avoid it during those hours. I think my prime time for driving on 610, which again, I, I know it's like people are like, what, why are you up at this time? But it's usually after 10 o'clock. Like if I'm coming from somewhere else and I've come from downtown or I've come from like midtown area, I'm going to get on 610 then because it's just like smooth sailing or Sunday, Sunday afternoon, anytime, anytime. Really? Sundays? Yes. Sunday. Oh man. Really? Anytime. Even though I know the gallery is there, I usually can get through 610 pretty quickly. Um, no matter the time on Sunday afternoon, even in the morning. Yeah. So you're saying three to seven and you mean 3 a.m. to 7 p.m., right? Because that's literally <laughs> the time that <laughs> 610 is. No, no. I'm, it's just packed. I'm saying 3 p.m. to 7 p.m. Because actually after hours, like six and after hours, it's a different vibe. It's actually really cool. There's a really cool view of the skyline there when you get on 610 at that time. And there's not as much yeah. congestion. So 10 p.m. to 3 a.m. Actually, that's a good time um, to be on 610. Just don't get on during rush hour or right before rush hour. That's a good one right there. Be smart about when you get on the 610. Okay, Dina, how about you? What's your next one? So my next one is to keep tabs on local construction. And this is a big one because there's so much construction in Houston. And ways to do that is like if if you've got a Twitter or I guess X, whatever the heck we're calling it these days, <laughs> and if it ever dies, then obviously you'll have to find a different way to get your traffic updates. But for now that it still exists, you should follow the Houston police and TxDOT, the Texas Department of Transportation. They'll give you all the updates on like current Houston traffic, delays, accidents, all that stuff as it happens. So that's been my go-to really if I'm going to go ahead and like plan a trip or I'm I'm leaving in the morning I'll take just like 10 15 minutes before I actually leave to check the accounts see if there's anything on the routes that I'm planning to go to or use and see from there like okay what do I need to reroute where do I need to go instead so those are the first things that I would check highly recommend doing that Yeah because sometimes ways is a little bit slower on updating you on construction or slowdowns. Yeah. So yeah, just having some background knowledge on what's happening. Uh, Carly, do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, so like for the 3 to 7 p.m. thing, you shouldn't really be on any road. <laughs> All the roads are really bad from 3 <laughs> to 7 p.m. But if you have to, That's because true. most people get off within that time period, I would say use the Hove lane if you can. If you have an extra person in your car, jump into that lane and roll. Just... <laughs> Just go because most people yeah. are scared to use that lane because I think a lot of people kind of look at it as another toll road. They don't understand what the road actually means. So a lot of people don't understand that it's a carpool lane. If you understand that and just have another person in the car, you are good to go. You won't get in trouble. So that is a huge tip. Well, you can drive it solo, but you will have to pay a toll on it. So certain oh. lanes like on I-10, on 59, even you I have the option of getting on the HOV lane. But then when it comes time 
for the check, you can go, I believe it's a left lane where you're going to pay and the right one is where you have somebody with you. So you go through free. So ah. you can't pay for it. And it does change based on how bad traffic is. So sometimes on I-10, taking the HOV lane toll version, it might be like 60 cents to get to 610. But sometimes during rush hour, get ready to pay six to eight dollars because it is based on demand. So it's like ticket pricing, which I love. You know what? If it's that valuable, jump in there. No big deal. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. That is so interesting. So where do you check the prices at? It's just on the sign. Yeah, Uh, it's right there on the sign. You'll just see it Um, as you go. It'll give you a warning like, okay, if you want to get from, you know, Derry Ashford to 610, it's going to cost you five dollars. So if you want to jump on, this is your option right now. Um, so yeah, make sure you check those signs. Yeah, I didn't wow. want to know that. I also think I thought HOV meant I need to have five people in my car. Honestly, like I was, I'm never <laughs> bold enough to use it with one other person. Like I just think I'm gonna get pulled over, something's gonna happen. So I just have avoided it. Oh man, yeah. Do you just need two? And in fact, when I was working in downtown, I would join groups where around me people would say, hey, I need to be in downtown by eight o'clock. So if you want me to jump in your car, we can go HOB. Mm -hmm. So yeah, like it's a whole culture and it saves you so much time. It literally cuts your drive by 80%. Like time-wise, it's great. And does it count if you have a kid in the car? Yeah, kids count. Exactly, that's what I thought. A baby counts. Mm -hmm. Yep, just make sure you can see them. You have to say, all right, get in the middle of the car so you can see them. (laughs) And then you take the picture and then you're good. But yeah, you you can. I mean, kids count. So as long as there's two or more people, you're good unless you want to pay that toll. I know. How embarrassing. You driving mm. solo on HOV, getting that photo taken of you and getting the fine. Oh, it sucks. <laughs> I used to have one friend who would drive in it and then they would just put their arm around the um, the other seat to make it look <laughs> like somebody was there. <laughs> oh. hey, did they get ticketed? <laughs> no. <laughs> They did it. <laughs> wow, that's pretty slick. Oh my gosh. How did they get away with that? That's crazy. Yeah, I've seen people put dummies in their car. The yeah. that and that was yeah, they had I've a big crackdown on that dummies. because people were trying to yeah. con the system, which <laughs> hey look, if you can find a loophole, why not? I mean, do it. Traffic sucks. <laughs> yeah. For real. Brooke, how about you? What's your next tip? So my other tip is if you just want to avoid being in your car, go on a bike ride, go for a walk. Now, I know people are like, it's Houston, it's crazy, but there are places where I actually now, I try to make dinner plans in my neighborhood so that I can just walk there because the weather is nice now. I don't have to drive to another neighborhood. So honestly, try to make plans where you live within walking distance or where you can bike. Um, and not all neighborhoods or communities are bikeable or walkable, but there are a lot more becoming that way just because Houston is putting more of an effort into that. So I would say try to bike and walk where you can and make your plans closer to home so you can avoid having to get on the HOV lane or taking the freeway. I like that. It Take full advantage of your neighborhood, right? And go around, use the bikes, use the walking trails, use the sidewalks if there are some and if they are not destroyed or really bad or uneven, but still use them right when you can and just avoid traffic. I like that. So my next one is embrace the traffic. Look, sometimes there's no other options. When GPS fails you when the traffic updates are not working correctly and you're getting rerouted and you're just like, you know what? This sucks. 
So plan to embrace the traffic and catch up on work meetings, catch up on phone calls to a friend. That's what I do. When I know I'm going to be stuck, I'll text a friend and be like, hey, let's catch up because I have an hour to kill. So let's you know catch up and find out how your life has been because I'm going to get really mad in traffic. So I'd rather be happy talking <laughs> to you. Catch up on CityCast Houston. Download your favorite podcast. Get ready to go and take full advantage of that hour. How often do we get an hour to ourselves where we can just do whatever we want, right? Especially parents. So really enjoy it mm-hmm. and take full advantage of it. We love finding a good silver lining. Mm-hmm. Man, an hour to do your own mm-hmm. thing. <laughs> That's one of the reasons why I will pick up people from the airport because I'm like, you know what? I need an hour or two just to myself mm-hmm. and I need to catch up on something. I want to mm-hmm. listen to the new Bad Bunny album in peace. You know what? I'm going to listen to it in peace without having distractions and I will go pick you up from the airport or I will go sit in traffic. No big deal. That's the last thing I want to do is pick someone up from the airport. So even if I need like an hour to myself of like, uh, you're going to have to Uber to me. I don't want to go to the airport. <laughs> Ubers don't even want to pick you up from the airport. I've had so many Uber drivers oh, tell me how God. they intentionally avoid the airport area. So yeah, nobody wants to just go there, I guess, except Raheel. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with Raheel, though. I'll totally go and take that like hour of silence, no kid crying, listening to podcasts, you know, music. Yeah, I'll totally take that. Oh, yeah. I think it's more of a parent thing, okay. right, Dina? It's yeah. like, you know, I yeah. just want some quiet time. <laughs> I don't have to hold anyone. I don't have to do anything, change any diapers for one hour. I like how this podcast has turned into birth control. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. All right. Next tip, Carly, what do you got? So another thing that I do is I try to learn alternate routes um, and avoid the highway as much as possible. So there's a lot of roads in Houston that run really long through Houston. And although like during normal days and hours where it's like not congested on the highway, the highway is always faster. But when the highway is congested and you're stuck in traffic, and there's not it's not moving. Take those roads like Westheimer or Richmond, um, those mm-hmm. run through Houston really long and you might can get there a lot faster than just sitting and stop traffic on the highway. Like that mm-hmm. one. How about you, Dina? What's your next one? Yeah, no, that's a really good one. They kind of overlap with what Carly just said. Like, for instance, the Galleria, you can get to the Galleria without actually taking the highway. And I don't know if a lot of Houstonians know this or not, but like it stretches all the way on Westheimer. So let's say if there's like a really bad accident, on the highway and you want to go to the Galleria, hang out with your friends, do whatever, you can literally take Westheimer and avoid it. And one of those tips also is to use the traffic apps that we have at our fingertips, right? There's uh, the Inrix traffic, Beat the Traffic, Google Maps, Waze is another one that we talked about. Um, So those are like my top tips for trying to get around if there's any traffic. But then the one thing that I also really want to emphasize, Brooke talked about how like using places where you can walk and that are bike friendly, it's learning to share the road with them. That's like the biggest issue, right? It's like, don't block the crosswalks. People can be jerks and they can literally do that and they park on a crosswalk and they don't care. You know, keep an eye out for cyclists that are on the road, like share the road with a cyclist. Like if you see them coming up, you know, maybe slow down, give them a little more space. You know, those are just some of the things that we should keep in mind as Houston drivers is just to remember that we don't, we don't own the road. And it's just important for us to be kind to one another. I love that. 
yes, definitely be smart about it. You know, share the road because when you start taking off the walkers and bikers, guess what they're going to do? They're going to be like, okay, well, I'm just going to take my car. And guess what? There's more cars now mm-hmm. on the road. So let's be smart mm-hmm. about that. Okay, Brooke, Yeah. final tip. And also give me your favorite road. Okay, let's end this on a positive note. Yeah, it's so funny. Your question answers both of what I was going to say. So my favorite road in Houston is definitely Memorial Drive. Um, because it stretches so far and it actually is, has a really cool view of downtown Houston and you kind of feel like, Oh, I'm not, I don't know. You feel like you're in Houston, but you don't because there's sometimes there's no traffic on that road and you're just smooth sailing into downtown and it just, it's a really, um, smooth ride. So I think that's a good alternate route because it goes all the way outside of the loop. So if you're trying to get to something outside of the loop and then, go from in the loop to outside of the loop, it makes sense. And if you're trying to go from outside of the loop to downtown, it's a good alternate instead of going on all the crazy freeways that we've described so far. Yeah, Memorial really does feel like a disconnect from all the traffic, right? Especially if you're going rush hour. I used to go run Memorial Park a lot after work and just getting there like from 610, the feeder, and then you finally make that right on Memorial and it's like, okay, I can now calm down. I can relax. I'm in nature a little bit more. The views are better. And it's even better now with the new tunnels, as you mentioned. Like, it's just so nice there. So definitely love Memorial. How about you, Carly? Favorite road? Final tip? Okay, so I have like two extra bonus tips. One would be public transportation. If you can hop on a bus like quickly to where you're trying to go, that will be a lot quicker than being on a road. And then secondly, try to get an easy tag for Houston. Or if you're traveling like somewhere else in Texas, like Austin, and I think Dallas as well, you can do a Texas tag. Those will help you speed up your process as well. But as far as like roads, I don't have a specific road. I'm just one of the girls that likes to use the feeder roads because to me, Mm. although they're congested, they're not as congested as those freaking highways. So Mm -hmm. I definitely ride the feeder. And sometimes like I can cheat and like get up on the highway, like as if you're about to merge up there and then like you drop right off. off. Yeah, exactly. Right onto the feeder. So you could just bop. Bop on through. Peter yeah, hopping. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so with the toll tags, your easy tag does work around Texas as well. Oh. It, it's all on the same. Yeah, you'll get you'll get charged just like it's a normal easy tag. Because when I was in Dallas, I looked that up. I was like, wait, can I take this? Can I take this tollway? What am mm-hmm. I supposed to do here? And you can. So everything does work out. Oh, okay, cool. See, I always thought that you had to have a separate one for that. So okay, that's perfect. Okay, my final tip. 527. The Spur 527 is a godsend. Okay. You get familiar with it because it helps you cut through traffic, especially on 59, getting on I-1045, wherever you're going. Learn to navigate downtown a little bit as well. You're going to go through Midtown. You're going to sit in traffic for a little bit maybe, but when you need to get to downtown destinations, don't sit on 59 traffic or 45 traffic after the merge. Just go spur 527 and go the back roads. I love it. And that's it. Just avoid I-45 at all costs. Like, I feel like that is my most hated (laughs) freeway. Mm. I I feel like I'm going to get into an accident no matter what time of day, no matter what, because it's just scary. I I hate it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, let me just slip it in. My favorite road is Main Street. Y'all know that whole area next to Rice Village with the fountain. I know that's probably basic. 
but I just absolutely love it. I feel like I'm not in Houston when I'm in that part of town. And just seeing it on the screen during Love is Blind, my husband was like, wait, is that Houston? What part of Houston did you have me in that was so ghetto? Freaking A-Leaf. I was like, first of all, rude. Second of all, if you wanted to stay in that part of town, I totally would have been up for it. But I really wanted... At the moment, I thought I could uh, get him to love a leaf, but that was not the case. <laughs> oh, that is funny. I love it. These are great tips. Thank you, ladies. We're going to be conquering traffic a little bit better here, and I appreciate that. Yes. Hope it helps, y'all. Yeah. Be safe out there, guys. That was Dina Kespa, Carleon Jones, and Brooke Lewis. Send us your tips on how to beat traffic with the information in our show notes. And don't forget to subscribe to our newsletter, Hey Houston, for more Houston tips, events, and news. That will do it for today. Thank you for listening, and I hope you learned something new. Stop signs are just suggestions. Mm. I'm not stop signs. What are they called? The, the, no, this, those are actually stop signs. <laughs> no, not stop what signs. The heck, y'all. Okay, I, I don't want to drive on the roads that y'all what are driving on. Called? To be honest, the speed limit. The speed limit sign. <laughs> the speed limits are suggestions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>